you would turn with me to Psalms 119, verse 161. And if you're hungry and faint, let us feed ourselves on this great buffet that David's presented before us and strengthen ourselves and strengthen our hearts and be encouraged this morning. Psalms 119, verse 161 through 168. Princes have persecuted me without a cause. But my heart standeth in awe of thy word. I rejoice at thy word as one that findeth great spoil. I hate and abhor lying, but thy law do I love. Seven times a day do I praise thee because of thy righteous judgments. Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Lord, I have hoped for thy salvation and done thy commandments. My soul hath kept thy testimonies, and I love them exceedingly. I have kept thy precepts and thy testimonies, for all my ways are before thee. Some pretty bold statements at the end there. 161. Princes have persecuted me without a cause. This would be a good reason to fear or be worried if the persecution was for wickedness or evil done. But he states that it was without a cause. If we stand in awe of God's word, we are less likely to sin and more likely to live righteous, holy lives. Amen. Let's think of Joseph. Let's think of Daniel. Let's think of the Lord Jesus Christ. They couldn't find any fault with Daniel. Joseph fleed, and you know he stood in awe of God's word because what did he say? What was his reply? Right. How could he do this wickedness, this sin, this sin? He definitely stood in awe of God's word. All of which were persecuted without cause, but triumphed and were victorious in each trial. Second Timothy 3.12 says, Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. The Lord tells us ahead of time, so it will be no surprise, and we can stand in all of this word. What a gracious God we have that would even tell us ahead of time and reveal these things to us. And give us the strength if we look to Him and His word. 162, I rejoice at that word as one that findeth great spoil. David was a great man of war that was victorious in all his endeavors on the battlefield. Saul killed his thousands, but David killed his tens of thousands. If there was ever a man that knew anything about collecting great spoil, it was David. Spoil is not to be confused with treasure. Spoil is something that was fought for, you were victorious, and then you went and collected after the battle. This is something to remember because when you come to the Word of God, it's something that you have to fight for. But none of this compared to the joy and rejoicing he found in God's Word. This is what he's comparing it to. What do we rejoice in or at? Does it compare to the rejoicing we should do when the Lord of glory reveals precious, precious truth and light? Not only do we have to fight to get it, but we have to, we must remember the biggest fight is keeping it. 163, I hate and abhor lying, but thy law do I love. Anything contrary to the law that I love, I detest and loathe. He, he states it twice. I hate and abhor. He's not, he's not being superfluous here by, by stating it twice. He's, he's letting you know how much he hates it. But thy law do I love. Psalms 119, verse 29. He made a prayer request in this very same psalm. And guess what? It was answered in this verse. Remove from me the way of lying and grant me thy law graciously. That's 119, 29. Obviously, in, 119, 163, the Lord had answered his prayer, and this should be our prayer also. Psalms 119, 128 also reiterates, Therefore I esteem all thy precepts concerning all things 
to be right, and I hate every false way. Truly, he did. 164. Seven times a day do I praise thee because of thy righteous judgments. Have the revelations found in God's word given you any comfort or benefit? Have they ever delivered or relieved your soul? Then always and often should we give thanks and praise throughout the course of each day. It wasn't good enough that he gave him thanks or praise seven times a day. He had to wake himself up at midnight. He had to arise at midnight and give thanks. Psalms 119, one, uh, verse 62. At midnight I will rise to give thee thanks. Amen. Does this sound anything like Ephesians 5.20? Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Right. Or how about First Thess- Thessalonians 5.18? And everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Amen. Seven times a day. Now, we're not just talking about you wake up and before you eat your breakfast, before you eat your lunch, and before you eat dinner. We're not talking about some trite little prayer that you say. We're talking about giving thanks for His Word. That's right. Seven times a day do I praise Thee because of Thy righteous judgments. Not because of His provision, not because right. of physical things, but right. because of the revelation that you're keeping yourself meditated upon throughout each and every day. That is what sustains us. 165, great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. This verse convicts me to no end because of how small and how easy it is to be offended, which tells me, based upon this verse, I do not love thy law, Lord. And if we're honest with ourselves, we need to humble ourselves, and we need to confess, and we need to repent, and we need to pray and beg the Lord for more love of his law, that we would not be offended because how... How easy, for me at least, little things, stupid things. Think Matthew seven twenty four through 25. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them. How about loveth these sayings of mine and doeth them? I will liken him, I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the wind blew and beat upon that house. And it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. Well, how about fell not? How about was not offended? When these things happen to us, we're not offended. We have our, our house is built upon a rock. Right. We're not going to get offended. We're going to stand fast on the rock in which we've built our house upon Amen. because we love these sayings of His. Amen. Not to be confused with Matthew 13, verses 20 and 21. But he that received the seed in a stony place is the same as he that heareth the word, and anon with joy receiveth it. How many times do we read something, we get all excited about it? But you know what? Something's fixing to happen here. Right. The same as he that heareth the word and not with joy receiveth it, yet hath he not root in himself. He doesn't love the word of God. But doeth for a while, for then when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, by and by, he is offended. 166. Lord, I have hoped for thy salvation and done thy commandments. Ecclesiastes 12, 13 through 14 says, Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep His commandments. All right, that's the second part. You know, we've done His commandments. But why? For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. He has revealed His plan of salvation to us, thus giving us great hope, thus provoking us to be obedient, for He, he is worthy. So, Lord, I have hoped for Thy salvation. Why? This is something He had to reveal to us and give to us because we couldn't come up with it on our own. If it wasn't for the Lord keeping His Word and preserving it, then revealing it to us, we would have no such hope. We would be like the world without hope and the knowledge of our salvation. Revelation 22.14 says, Blessed are they that do His commandments, 
that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. 167, my soul hath kept thy testimonies, and I love them exceedingly. The most important part about this sentence here to keep in mind is the word kept. It is a military term. It is always a military term when you read the word keep or kept. It means to hedge about and protect. It's not, you just don't keep it in your pocket. It's not something you just hold on to. It's, it's something that you fight for. Other words that are, but pertain to this word kept are guard, beware, circumspect, take heed, mark, observe, save, wait for, watch. My soul hath kept thy testimonies. They're precious. We have to fight for them. We have to hedge about them and protect them. And I love them exceedingly. It's easier to do when we love them exceedingly. Now you can keep God's testimonies, but without loving them, it will profit you nothing. Think the prodigal son's brother who obeyed his father obediently. He obeyed him, but was there any love when the prodigal son came back? None. Think 1 Corinthians where it's talking about love, 13, 1 through 3. Gifts with no love? What are you? What do you sound like? Think the Lord's response to the workers of iniquity, which called upon his name, but he knew them not. They did his commandments. My soul hath kept thy testimonies. Sure, keep his testimonies, but do it without love. Do it without loving them exceedingly and see how much profit. See if that will save you in the great day. 168. I have kept thy precepts and thy testimonies, for all my ways are before thee. This is, this is the boldest statement. Can we boldly say with David that we have kept the Lord's words today with a right heart, knowing that God sees our hearts and works that we have done? David knows that after saying all these things about keeping his testimonies, loving them exceedingly, and the, and the joy in which he has in every single sentence of Psalms 119 where he exalts the Lord's word, he knows that he has examined himself, he has confessed, and and David, David was guilty of, of sins, but he examined himself, he repented, he was right with the Lord to say such a thing. I have kept thy precepts and thy testimonies, for all my ways are before thee. He knew that the Lord sees. Lord, this is our desire to say such a statement, and it be 100% true. God knows our ways, whether it be so. Lord, help us. Amen.